Cheerio. <laughs> Welcome to Self-Evident <laughs> Podcast, live from Hope Tower. We are joining you, Massey. You got Mikey. You got production team. No one even cares. I'm kidding. Oh, they're blank. And you know why they're blank? Because it doesn't matter. God is good to us, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Self-Evident Podcast. We got another doozy for you. Man, I feel like a woman. So by the, end of, this, it by the, the end of this, by the end of this podcast, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Hopefully, your whole visual of man and masculinity, manhood, will be challenged and also affirmed. If you're walking in the ways of manhood, then you will be affirmed. If it not, almost sounded like momhood. No manhood. Manhood. That's that uh, William Wilberforce type stuff. Or William Wallace. William Wallace. Anyways, so guys, comment down below. Where are you from? Where are you joining us? Where you is? Who you are? What you did? You know, and uh, join the thing. The thing. Right now. Yeah, just join. If you're not here with us, join us. I think that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, we're good. So guys, go on to theselfevidenttruth.com. Please be a part of what we're doing. We have a bunch of new things, blogs. Different things coming out uh, constantly. We have some new shirt designs you guys want to check out. Those are sweet, too. Uh, have they bought a journal? Are we pushing the journal thing? The have journal? you? I haven't. I haven't said anything yet. We have our new self-evident journals, which you can find <laughs> online. Go ahead and pick one up. It's really cool, I think cool, we still actually. have to upload the link to the website. Well, for crying in the mud, what are we doing? You know, anyways. so We, we don't know what we're doing. And you time, probably don't know what we're doing either. Half the time, no. We don't, but you again can be a part of what we're doing. So guys, we got a lot of stuff to cover this morning. We're talking about masculinity and how it applies to today's culture, how it's being demonized, how a lot of things like that have been demonized for a very long time. And uh, now we're seeing the effect of it, uh, that, that the, the whole idea of destroying manhood is to overtake a society. That's been since history. It's always been that way to effeminize men is to destroy society because you destroy their only line of defense. Men need to keep standing. Men need to keep standing in the face of adversity. We need to keep doing what we're doing uh, as men and continuing to do this and be at the forefront of being good, godly dads, good, godly husbands, mm -hmm. good, godly men of society, productive men of society, good, godly church leaders, good, godly elders, good, godly examples for young men to follow it. And, and we need to be and continue to be those examples regardless of what comes against us, regardless of how many insults they come against you. And if you're a Christian, you should know by now you being a Christian automatically puts a target on your back for persecution. So let them call you names. They're going to do it. Accept it. Move on. That's how we do this, right? So, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are at the beginning precipice of being tilted over with this whole matching grant. We're about, yes. we're about 45.5 right now. 45 about five grand. Is that where we're at? About that. So we got $2,500 left to really hit this goal. If you guys want to be a part of that, Go to theselfevidenttruth.com. The matching grant is still going on. $2,500 left. You could be the one to write that check. You could finish this off. It could be you. Sign up today. And look what you'd win. Us. <laughs> Wait. Another three three years of torture. <laughs> um, uh, just a technical issue. I don't know if anybody else is getting this, but my Facebook is clipping. So what I'll say is uh, I noticed YouTube is flowing fine. So if Facebook's clipping and it's annoying you, head on over to YouTube and go to Self-Evident Podcast. Um, otherwise, if Facebook's running fine for you, go for it. Um, I don't so, know some if it's are, just Some aren't. Is that, or, that what's going on? I, well, Facebook is 
clipping for me, but YouTube's running good. So mm. I don't know what's going on, but either way, whatever. Comment, subscribe, share. Let's crash these platforms with our interaction and participation. But before that happens, let's get into a little bit of news bits. I'm ready when you are. All right. You count us down, bro. You're in charge here. Three, two, one. Go. All right. All Supreme Court justices agree on something. The end is near. <laughs> In a unanimous decision, uh, Elijah puts up the wrong slide. Oh, never mind. He did put up the right slide. That's my Thanks, fault. <laughs> I was thinking I, there was something Schumer said about the debt ceiling. Yeah. I got confused. That's not Elijah's fault. Point for Elijah. Take one off Mike's board. In a unanimous decision, all nine Supreme Court justices became the MAGA court, in Chuck Schumer's words. Sotomayor, that's you, and put up a bit of a boundary on what the EPA can consider wetlands. So a couple from Idaho were told they couldn't build without an EPA permit on their land because America. Their land was near a lake, and that lake contained wetlands, and the EPA controls you. They're the justices disagreed on the new standard e standard that the majority wrote, but they all agreed that the EPA had overstepped its bounds. Here's my only issue with that. The Supreme Court should not be writing the standards for the EPA. Uh, uh, Congress should. Uh, now, let's take that a step further. I don't believe there should be an EPA because I don't believe that should be a federal issue. Come on, come on. That should be a state issue. Welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. Next up, number two, Carrie Booth, this one is for you. Canada loves freedom. A. A. C. A. N. A. D. A. Michael Briscoe of Windsor Police Service had the audacity to donate $50 dues Canadian. That's 36 bucks of his own money for his supporting of terrorism. He was convicted of discreditable conduct under the Police Services Act. Must now work 80 hours for free as a penalty for the move. Ain't that some. Mind you, he had no previous disciplinary actions and was suspended for not complying with vaccine requirements. Ooh, he's an anti-vaxxer. He did post a message with his donation. Thank you, fellow Canadians, for fighting for freedom at the base of Sauron's Tower. My bro. The world is watching, and we see Trudeau true colors. Lawyers from the Windsor Police sought 140 hours of unpaid labor. Dang. That's punishment, man. Dang. 36 bucks. You fit fuck for free forever. Golly, man. If y'all don't think that this is happening under our noses, you're not paying attention. This is why we need men. And I, th I applaud this fella. Yeah, more power I don't to think him. He, I don't think he thought he would be in trouble for doing it. But now he's got probably stand. got a slap on the wrist thought, you know, but even that, like, I don't right. think he thought, dang, I'm going to be in the fight for my for my life and my thing here. I think what's awesome is men in Canada need to stand with him. So do we. And, yes. and that's what this whole podcast yes. is about. So stand with him. Yep. And, and Carrie Booth says we anti jabby jabbers are horrible. Yes, you are. I we, agree. We are going to charge you 80 hours of unpaid labor. So you work for free. Number three, <laughs> and it's gone. Well, Kevin McCarthy held tough until he couldn't this past weekend. Kevin gave in to the White House, and the debt ceiling deal raises the debt ceiling by only $4 trillion for two years. Oh, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. Just a couple of bucks out of yeah. the back pocket, right? Hey, guys, can you search your couches? We need to raise the debt ceiling. 
But hey, they hiked the defense spending budget by $88 billion. All of it will go to Ukraine, I hear. And affirm 97.6% of the $80 billion for the IRS. Fiscal year 2023 is 45% above pre-COVID budget, and it just kind of freezes it in place. But supposedly no new taxes. You guys, you happy with that? Whoa. Hey, Kevin McCarthy, thank you. Thank you, no new taxes. P.S., allegations are coming out that he gave secret concessions to boost spending on Democratic districts as community project funding to get Democrat votes. When minority Hakeem Jeffries was asked about minority leader of the House, I'm not making a racial reference, was asked about this. He responded, House Democrats to the rescue to avoid a dangerous default and help House Republicans get legislation over the finish line that they negotiated themselves. That sure didn't sound like a no. So, lesson? Never What's trust the, the government. Right. It, and what I feel <clears throat> Do you remember how many people told us, look at the, the, the 20 that are coming against McCarthy? This yep. is the reason. Yep. Right here. Yep. This was it. And we were standing with that 20. Every Everybody was, you got to stop this process. You got to stop this. You know, let him in, let him in, let him in. And then notice, remember you and I were talking the night before this happened. I was like, boy, McCarthy's, he's kind of standing strong. That's cool. I got to give it to him. I regret making that statement. Unbelievable. I regret it because go, yeah. here you are. Amen. And so this is why we do what we do. This is why we need to keep educating folks on the Constitutional Republic. This is why we need to keep standing firm in our own local counties and cities and things like that. So think about that. Right now, take the time to share this video with your friends because we want them not to feel like a woman if they're men. And if you're a woman, feel like a woman. But what is a woman? Dun, dun, dun. I wish that was a zoom zoom in. Dun, dun, yeah, dun. that would have been sweet. <laughs> what is a woman? Oh, so majestic. What is a man? So majestic. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. You know what I love about truth, y'all? It never changes. I can bank on the truth, and most people—that's what they're looking for—is something they can ground themselves on. That's why mm -hmm. people are confused today. Because they're trying to find something they can plant themselves on and say, this is truth. This is my truth. Right. And the Bible says in John that when he, the spirit of truth comes, notice it doesn't say the spirit of your truth. It says the spirit of truth, which is God. Right. He will, he will guide you in all things, cause you to remember the things that Christ said. So all these things are happening right now because we need to be the ones out there preaching, not only the gospel, but also ministering by the Holy Ghost. We have a lot to do in this country, and it's not just right. a constitutional fight. This is literally us fighting against principalities and powers. The weapons of warfare aren't carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, and we have a job to do as Christians. If you can't find your place right now to figure out what am I supposed to do and call, dude, go out there and start praying for people. Go out there and start preaching and ministering to people. You know, that's, that's why this is important. That's why we do what we do. We don't care if there's 5 million listening or 5. We have a job to do. Right. So we will continue to do this and we need you to stand up as well. We can't do it alone. Actually, you know what? God will do it through whoever he wants. But that's why we're doing this podcast, because Mike really was he does this whole thing about masculinity. And if you guys can't tell, the guy is swole. Look at those arms. He's purposely doing that thing. I'm, to, you know, I'm very insecure in my masculinity. Yeah, that's why I care that, about it so much. But he 
but we have a job to do. And this isn't like one of those church bashing type things. We never do that. What we're saying is you have such an opportunity, Christian, to do something for your God that he said the basic commandment was to go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's it. Go into all the world, preach the gospel, and baptizing them in the Father, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? And then he says to go cast out demons, to go raise the dead, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, that by our works they would know that God is among us. When it talks about it in Corinthians, Paul said, my word, my, my, the gospel didn't come into you in word only, but also in power. So there's a whole side of Christianity that people are missing. And it's like, we think it's just, well, you know, I'm just going to just live my life as Jesus. It's like, I agree. We should do that. That's biblical. But then there's this thing too, where it's like, these were given to us for a reason. This was given to us for a reason. Study to show yourself approved to God and go out there and win the world, win the lost. They're out there. Let's go get them. I think that word, those two words, go out, is the whole objective in all of this because we've hit the point where cowardice reigns supreme. And a lot of people will say it's laziness. I think laziness is bred out of cowardice. It's, it's apathy that pushes cowardice and laziness. And, and what I mean by that is if you don't care – Part of the issue is you're probably not feeling like you can actually do something about it True. or not wanting to go out because, oh, you might be inconvenienced. And we've really got ourselves into position where have. The, the doctrine in Christianity for a lot of people is, oh, we don't get involved in that. We don't we don't fight that. We we pray. Jesus and how do you guys think right now masculinity is being attacked? Go ahead and comment below how you think masculinity is under attack and how a lack of masculinity is actually leaving women vulnerable, right? To the susceptible attacks of people. And also too to the Christian culture as well. Like it, the, the bottom line is he says, uh, stand firm, quit you like men and be strong. He says, right. We have a job to do men. You know what I mean? And it's, it's really on us now. God, I, th I really believe God's doing that to us. It's like, it's on you. You want this nation restored to, to, to the things of God. Cool. Go out and do it. I've given you the victory. Well, and that's that's where I think that issue comes into play is we've we've built into this into the culture in general, somebody else will do it. Right. Or or the system will take care of it, or God will take care of it. God's gonna take care of it. So we just sit back, we allow God to do. And he and I have talked a lot about Romans 13. This isn't gonna be a Romans 13 conversation, but just look at this example. It's it says Submit to your rulers, the authorities above you, right? What we hear is, don't get involved, don't do anything. Do you see that twist? It, for so many people, what it means is, just sit, just be quiet, just be told what to do. That is a lack of masculinity. That's right. That's a lack of drive, bingo. of strength, bingo. Of, of protecting bingo. liberty. Bingo. Trin? Uh, you, you broke the camera again. Go ahead. Go for it. He'll okay. fix it. While he fixes the camera, um, I was watching this reel, and there it was this reporter talking about how the, the one of the hockey players in, like, big league or whatever, their jerseys, because it's June and it's Pride Pride Month. All the Pride quote, stuff, Air yeah. quotations. Um, <laughs> he was like, I'm not going to wear this jersey because of his religious beliefs. And that's what she said, but I'm pretty sure he's like, like has a religion where he can't do that like christianity or something yeah 
and she was explaining how what pride is and pride is a personal decision so we don't need to go around wearing rainbows for your decision like we're not going to be worshiping you and your decision that's a personal thing so you can go around wearing your stuff but it's like i turned five years old so everybody has to wear the number five on their shirt like that's your personal decision i don't need to be forced to praise you and your personal decision perfect segue into all this yeah because that point is exactly what we're talking about if you don't fulfill masculinity and stand up your liberty will be reduced bingo because other people evil i'm going to give you an example we're going to get into this i want you to close your eyes and imagine this and do it please just bear with me listen Picture a roving gang coming down your street. They're carrying baseball bats, knives, and guns. They're breaking into houses and ransacking people's things. They're destroying and looting and capturing people. Now imagine police don't exist. Imagine a government body doesn't really rule over you. If you're a man, what do you do? If you're a woman, what do you do? See, evil will oppress others. Evil is not interested in boundaries. Evil will take so fast. And we've had it stuck in our minds that we don't need to do anything. Evil will just, it'll be, it'll be kept in because, question mark. Now I want you to imagine that the roving games have been, have subsided. Small government structure has begun over your town. Council... Your town council passes regulations, they pass ordinances, they oversee the community. They form a police force to keep everyone safe so you can relax. Now imagine that the council begins deciding that they can confiscate your neighbor's house by edict for no reason and have begun taking their things. Their furniture, their clothes, their food. You, You see government vehicles parked out front your neighbor's house and they're taking their furniture. This action gets backed by an armed police force that answers to that government council. If you're a man, what do you do? If you're a woman, what do you do? Here's the problem. Evil doesn't stop at outright violence. Bingo. Bingo. Liberty is not confined to whether or not violence is happening. Truth. And we've allowed, and and we're going to get into why this has been allowed in our society, we have allowed evil and tyranny to squash liberty because we're not standing up and standing forward. We've reduced courage. We've reduced the necessity of moving forward. But we've also forgotten basic tenets of teaching. Right. Why should we defend liberty? Why do we need defend, to defend our, our rights? Why do we need defend, to defend scripture? Right? Because we don't... I'm just going to be shooting straight here because this is a sermon I'll probably do in the future. We don't fear God. If we truly feared God with the true reverence of the Lord and knowing what our position is with him, knowing that he has made us sons and daughters of God, knowing that we have a mission to do, we would be so up in arms right now about what's happening out there in the culture. And we'd be out there trying to defend our children, our wives, because God entrusted us with those kids. You that are church leaders like me, like Mike. That like Pastor Todd, we have a we have a duty and a responsibility according to scripture to defend those who are the weak ones, to defend the fatherless and the widow and the sick and the oppressed, not to let them continue in sin, 
showing them the righteousness of God and how to be a man or woman in society. And when we lose the fear of God, we don't understand where liberty comes from or what liberty is. We don't understand why we have rights or where they come from or what they are. Right. So why defend them if we don't even know what they are? But you know what you will defend? You'll sure defend your house. You'll defend your monetary things. You'll defend all these things that don't matter will burn one day. Because now the Bible says, don't set your affection on things here on earth. Set it on things above where Christ said it, right? What, what does he say? Where, where, wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also, right? And so is it on worldly things and things that don't matter one day are going to burn? They're just going to be, what does the Bible say? That where, where moth and rust do canker it. They, they destroy it. Or are we fighting for the things of the kingdom of God? And when you have that mindset, God is on your side and can do great and mighty things through you because you're not fighting for your own kingdom. You're not fighting for your own self. You are literally fighting for God's kingdom. Through that is protection for family, protection for things around you, and the defense of the gospel, right? right? That's why. And I think that's why people don't fight. We don't fear God that way. And we need to. We need to get back to that kind of teaching, fearing and reverencing God for who he is and what he does. And I think defending the kingdom, right? We're, we're under a king, God, right? Christ is the king. So therefore, we serve that kingdom. And if you think about the Middle Ages, Man, people put their lives on the line. They went for out to real. the battlefield for their king. And, and we've got to ask, are we fighting for that kingdom the same way? And I'm going to be honest. I am so sorry, ladies, but liberty is not insured by women. Ooh. I'm not being sexist. I think women are, are, they are, they are doing so much more than they should have to in this liberty fight right now because and i know men get beat up all the time men aren't standing up but the truth is who's at the school board meetings mostly women who's at the city council and the town council meetings majority women i would argue there are men standing up absolutely but but we've kind of relinquished this whole social cultural government battle but when the rubber meets the road, who's the one who's meant to fight and stand up and defend boundaries? Bingo. I want to ask you the question. If you hear something in the middle of the night, who should go check it out? And women, I'm going to, you want to know how I know? Ladies, I really want you to think about this. How would you feel if your man, there, there's a, a knock in the middle of the night, something crashes, and you look over to your husband and he pulls the covers up, eyes wide, and he goes, go check and see what that was. I'm scared. Ladies, how do you feel about that? <laughs> no truer words have been spoken. Really... Ice-T goes. <laughs> it's because biologically, mm. men are designed to protect. Sure are. And, and women are such a valuable resource, if I want to put it that way. You want to know how I, how I know that? Which is more expendable? The womb? or the sperm. The womb is an extremely valuable uh, part of a society. Men are expendable, but we're built to be expendable. We're built to go out and protect. We're built to defend boundaries. And there is a boundary between your family, your, your community, your nation, and those who are trying to commit evil against it. It sounds strange, but it's so true. We are built to defend the boundaries Bingo. and keep anything that wants to get Bingo. through those boundaries out. That includes oppression. Liberty is a boundary. 
Liberty is something we're supposed to protect and defend. So we as men, we have to figure out what is my role in defending liberty, stepping out on that boundary and protecting that. Exactly. We do, um, in many ways, embody the character of God. And I've always said this to my sons, how I treat you is how you will view the father in relationship. If you can't come to me in open and honesty, in, in, in honest ways of just, hey, I failed here, dad. I need some help. You're going to have a hard press time. And I've only seen this so much. I've seen this so much now pastoring that people, because of dad issues, can't go to the father in truth, right? But it's the same thing with the wife. We're supposed to model marriage along those yes. things. We represent God that way, that this is a marriage that is emulated by Christ and the church, that we have a job to do men to, to, to model the relationship that we need as God and us, that we need to admonish our wives, that we need to wash them by the, the cleansing water of the word, that we need to hold them in high esteem, that we need to present them faultless before the Lord, that we need to uh, encourage and sometimes correct if necessary, and that she is truly our helpmate, that she's the crown of our head. She's not the neck. She's not the one that turns us. She's the crown. We should be able to show her to the world and not complain about her and call her a battle axe. And you don't really, the only reason right? you do that is because you're a feminist and you can't you're stand weak. in your own mar marriage. That is the only reason you would say that about your wife because you you're not the one running that marriage. You're not the one that's saying, hey, I need to stand before God for this marriage. I would never call my wife that. Do you know why? Because she knows her place and I know mine. I know, dude, my wife runs this ministry. She has her career. She does what she does. She homeschools the kids. She's at home doing what she needs to do and runs this ministry single-handedly. This woman, alongside with Mike, run this whole thing. My wife is a boss. But you know what? She knows at the end of the day, I have to stand before God for this marriage. And that if I don't have the vision to take my marriage someplace, that is the reason they don't respect you. That, that's just the truth because you're not fasting and praying and seeking God for your marriage, for your city, for your kids, for your county. You're not seeking God for what he wants you to do as a man in society. And then we start to make excuses as to why things are happening. Well, the Bible promised this would happen. No, the Bible promised it because the love of many would wax cold because of the sin that happened in the land. Because you allowed yourself to be that person. You allowed yourself to be taken aback by sin. And the only people that cower in the midst of war are those caught in sin. I promise you. They're the ones who cower the most. They don't pray. They don't seek. They don't fast. I'm living proof of it. Ask my wife. I would, I, I would get mad at her about things that I was doing. I was the one messing up. She was only following. And then when she was starting to lead things, I was like, why are you doing it? Because you ain't. Oh, oh, sorry. So like I had to redo. I had to go back and read Ephesians five and start being the man of God. God called me to be. And that's not a higher. That's not a that's not a uh, 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 I'm above you or I'm better than. No, this is a mandate. God gave me. I didn't choose to be a man. He chose me to be a man. I'm a man. I take that on. That's my responsibility. That's my job. And there are many kids and families that are fatherless, that are that are widows, that are uh, uh, husbandless. And we need to stand on their defense, too. We've got a job to do. Yes, we do. And, and I want to bring up Chris's quote. Chris Jackson said, Joshua 1.9. And, and this lead me, led me to another thought. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What that made me think of is in the New Testament, it talks about a list of things that will not inherit the kingdom of God. And one of the things it says is effeminate. 
And we tend to take that as, oh, men who, who cross-dress or whatever. I think what that is also pointing to, men who are cowards that don't stand for the faith, men who, who look at the faith, who look at the gospel, and they shrink away, right? Men are built to go out and defend. And a lot of times what happens is we get scared or we, we, we don't have confidence in something, so we back off and we, no, nah, I just won't get involved in that. We've just given permission for evil to encroach on us. We have to stand strong and be courageous. And how do you do that? You continue to do the things you're called to do. You step out. You do what you don't want to do. We've got to get rid of this whole idea that I just need to be comfortable. And if, if, if I'm not comfortable, then that must mean that I'm not called to do it. Or if I don't like there it, you then go. I'm not called to do it. You're a man who is called to do what you need to do. Don't you think there are plenty of men who stand on the front lines who are going, boy, I'd rather be home right now. Can, yeah. Can we give them some hope? Oh, we will. We will. No, I'm I, talking about, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 we're, I'm on your line here. And you know what? We'll save it for later. We'll go to that hope thing. But there is redemption for this. There is a point in this whole thing that you can actually turn the switch and say, no, I'm going to take this thing on. The thing you have to expect is the warfare that's coming with it. Because if it's been like this for so long, guess what's going to start to happen? Opposition. Well, what's he yes. doing? Why is he doing that? Why, why are you? We've been doing it like this for years. We should just keep doing this. No, 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 no. When God's Holy Spirit comes in and wrecks you, it changes everything about you. And then all of a sudden, people just get offended, and you have no idea why. And that's why it's so imperative and important to, to, to follow and to share this video. We want this to get out to as many men right. as possible. I see you have something. Camera works. Oh, it does. Yay. Um, like, when, I, when you were saying, like, you get, like, into the fight, like, when you start standing, you're basically just plopped like into the middle of a fighting ring like and if you go there and you say wait no and then something bad comes in they're gonna push you against the rails and it's just gonna be 10 times harder so that's even if you great. don't want to fight it's gonna be there and you can't leave that's that's exactly right uh, on several points I just, did, did any i mean right can I, can I, give a special I just can we just say that came from the heart of someone who is 13 14 sorry 14 she just now 14. Happy, happy birthday, birthday. Everybody say happy birthday. that's right it was yesterday wasn't it yes. yesterday she turned 14 my bad my bad girl but a 14 year old grasps the concept of how this needs to work right that is spiritual can i get right. a, a easy quick testimony? go for it so i live with someone who recently really loves he he really got into loving to take cold showers and i have taken cold showers i lived at jocko wilnick cold showers every single day you know yeah. whatever you wh whatever you hate do it until you like hate it even more and then keep doing it whatever i lived that lifestyle and i hated it so i love hot showers so every single day he would take a hot shower ice baths and he would tell me dude you need to do it it's amazing it's gonna suck but you need to do it until he called me out in front of my friends and when Ooh. he finally did that i was challenged by one of my friends to take a, a cold shower every single day for a week. Now I didn't do every single day. I missed two days, but I made up for it the following week. I, that entire week, every single day I took a cold shower. It was the removal of my flesh because 
stepping into a shower that is like 40 degrees is not fun. Refusing your body to have that pleasure and that luxury of not only taking, not being able to take a hot shower, but washing yourself right. in a cold shower, staying underneath that water, staying in that pressure and not getting out until it's done, until you finished everything. That is a hard thing to do, but then consistently doing it, living that lifestyle of discipline completely changes not only not only how you act, but how you think and who you are. It's, right. it, it brings you into that next step of, okay, I'm way stronger than I thought I was. I can do the things that I don't like consistently. And honestly, it changes my mind to where I start to not hate them. I still don't like them, but I start to not hate them and despise them. And I start to easily face it head you, on more. You understand the value. And gentlemen, your flesh is at war with your spirit. Bingo. Your flesh does not want to discipline itself. What your flesh wants to do, including your, your soul and your body, what it wants to do is to be comfortable, to find pleasure. And so like Easy is saying, that cold shower, you, you'll look at that water before you step yep. into it. It's like, I don't want to do that. I, I could just turn it hot. I have, maybe I'll turn it hot. I'll just, I'll do it tomorrow. You're losing the battle. Bingo. Unless you take that deep breath and you go, I'm going, I'm doing it. It's, it's the same thing in the social warfare. Bingo. In the spiritual warfare, in the government warfare. You may not want to do it, but the question is, what are you supposed to do? That's discipline. I've, I've told several people this. It's not about motivation. Get rid of this idea that you need to be motivated to do something because motivation will leave you high and dry exactly when you need it. When it's 4.30 in the morning and you've got to go for a run, you're not going to feel motivated. There will be no motivation for you whatsoever. Everything will motivate you towards, I'll just turn over and yep. go back to sleep. Hit that snooze button. It is discipline and discipline is pushing against what you want discipline is looking at yourself and going everything in me wants that pillow but i won't and and the christian who sees discipline as works is an orphan not a son i discipline myself to know my father i discipline myself to know my wife i discipline myself to understand her needs and her desires and my kids as well is that works or is that love? I am motivated by love. Love is my driving force. Hating my flesh, loving righteousness. Right. So you're an orphan operating under a spirit of works. If you think that you have to seek God and that's just works, I am saved by his blood. Yes, because of salvation, though, your heart now turns towards the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit has now made you alive in Christ Jesus. It's quick in your mortal bodies, it says in Romans 8. So be careful that you're labeling discipline as works. It's not. If you truly love God, you'll you'll keep his commandments. What are right. his commandments? Seek them. Seek. That <laughs> whole it. word. Seek. That whole word is active. And we think it'll all just come to me. How many times are you told to seek, to overcome? It's active, right? You go out and do it. Easy, real quick, then we got a comment that I want to get to. I was going to say, I, I wanted to flip what we were talking about on our on its head. We were talking about how like um, doing what we don't want to do. What about not doing what we want to do? Right. Specifically, 
it's the same thing with like temptation. The only way to get through any type of temptation, whether it be fleshly, whether it be spiritually, whether whatever it is, is submission to the Lord. Because once you submit yourself under God, you've put him over everything. You have complete dominion over the entire situation because God's given you that authority. When you submit yourself under the Lord, you take up that authority and that power that he's given you against the enemy and the enemy flees that temptation will come back eventually it's not going to be gone forever right but as long as you keep submitting to god as long as you keep you keep seeking him like you said diligently not just seeking him casually like so many casual christians do seeking him diligently and making intentional time with him you will continue to see victories like that yeah and go to the gem quote which one? The church. Uh, uh, this speaks to exactly what we're saying. She says, The church has spent so much time focusing on the love only and soft on sin message. Where the strong men in the church have been told to be gentler. Look what it turned us into. A bunch of soft Christians that feared COVID and government and closed our churches because we forgot about the power of God. We allowed evil, tyranny, oppression to overrun us. If we don't protect ourselves, if we as men don't stand up and are willing to get in that arena and take that, take on that fight and, and be willing to have people throw stuff at us, if we're not willing to do that, all is lost because evil has no problem trying to take territory. Yep. If you don't protect it, that's a green light for evil. This is how masculinity protects liberty right here. It's us being the men of God we're called to be, understanding our authority, that if all authority has been given in heaven and in earth to us, right, for the betterment of the church, listen, that is the rule book. If we are truly masculine men, we understand that our directives come from God, that no government has the right to tell us what to do, that liberty is enshrined through God. We as men protect that liberty, right, against all enemies, both foreign and domestic and domestic that's how um masculinity protects liberty well and I, I think this whole conversation builds that progress right because right. we have to understand what are we looking at and and how do you how do you even protect liberty what do you do as a man right discipline is so important into that process because we've decided that discipline is necessary let me be comfortable comfort will kill you now i don't mean don't be comfortable once in a while. You can rest. But what does scripture say about too much rest? A little folding of the hands, a little closing of the eyes, right? If you rest too much, if you seek out comfort and pleasure, what you're doing is you're saying, I just want to be comfortable. I don't want to get in a mess. I don't want to get in conflict, right? When men are strong, courageous, and definitive in their protection of boundaries, definitive. They've determined how they're going to protect boundaries. This includes ideological, social, moral, and religious. When we are definitive in those boundaries, we protect society from destructive forces. It's up to us, men. It's up to us. Matt Walsh doing the documentary, to me, is a masculine move. It is. He's out in the forefront. Yep. He knows he's going to take a bunch of shots. He doesn't care. He's standing for a philosophy, for an idea, ideological point. He's standing for a moral point. Yep. 
It's weak men who are cowards. A weak man refuses to stand up, not because he's truly weak, but because he is a coward, and so weakness is the result. He's apathetic. Instead of pursuing full potential of his manhood, he's decided that everything is fine without his interaction. That means he'll let evil have its way because he can't be bothered to get in the way. All evil needs is a good man to do nothing. All evil needs is a good man to do nothing. That's right. And because evil is trying to satisfy its lusts and desires. So you're not just fighting against your own flesh and blood through spiritual means. You're fighting against other people's flesh and blood. Because guess what? Evil is only concerned about itself. So you have to understand you've got to control and discipline yourself and then step outside yourself to defend against evil because evil wants your family. Right. Evil wants control over your property. Evil wants to take control over you. Evil will destroy you to get what it wants. And there are too many men today that have decided, well, if I just close my eyes, it'll go away. Good stinking luck. Because now it's at our doorstep. See, and, and this is where it's all come down to. Now the battlefield is here. You remember all those people that used to say, if you don't do something, it'll eventually involve you. And then compromise happened. Well, let's just get vaccines, okay? I have to do it to keep my job. Forget moral principles. Forget all these things, right? Forget, hey, this is my conscience. Whether you did it or not, that's not the issue. The issue is, did you compromise your moral principles? Now, hey, you know what? Conservatives now are like, well, gay marriage, it's really not that big of a deal, you know, transgenderism, as long as they're adults, they can do it. We just don't want it pushed on kids. You keep compromising these standards, dude, it's going to get worse. And, and we said this from the jump, not 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 as in like prophetically or anything like that. It was I remember standing in front of homosexuals when we go out and witness in downtown Minneapolis. What's the end of this? What's the end of gay marriage? You watch. You watch. It'll be this. It'll be transgenderism. They're like, no, that's not what we want. We don't want to pervert kids. You know, they should look at it. They're, and they're not even hiding it anymore. How come you're hiding your light under a bushel? Why are you as a Christian hiding your light under a bushel? Or why do you feel that you're not allowed to take a position against it? Why, why do you feel that you need to Bingo. tolerate and cooperate and accept and promote? Who told you you had to? Bingo. And if they told you that, may they have some ulterior motive. <laughs> who are you listening to Dude. what's the voice that is telling you just just be quiet never trust the voice that is telling you to give them what they want bingo now listen to me i'm telling you i want you to be free but i'm telling you go defend it i'll do my part i'll do my lane but i need brothers next to me Notice I didn't say brothers and sisters. Sisters, you're doing what you need to do. Brothers, time to step up. And you know, one of the problems is we've watched men for so long, decade after decade, get so hyper-focused on career and family that we've left the social arena. We've allowed women to fight our battles for us. Why is it that these meetings and everything have women? Because we've allowed them to fight those battles. Oh, uh, well, you know, that school board, that PTA meeting, that's, that's my wife's job. I got to focus on my work. I get it. We have to focus on our work too. But man, 
we have so much difficulty getting men to participate and get themselves involved in organizations and movements. The left doesn't have that problem because those men aren't doing anything anyways. And so they just, oh, well, or they're turning in, or they're turning into women or they're trying to get the approval of the women of the movement. That whole beta male. Oh, I'm with you. I stand with you. Yeah. And what, what do they want to prey on women is what they're doing. You know what I mean? That's, right. that's this whole thing. I yep. think it's so crazy that you'll go to a women's march. They can't answer the question on what a woman is, but they're fighting for women's rights. But now men are the ones on front of covers now. Uh, magazine covers, men who are pregnant. Uh, there was one that just said uh, the highest paid CEO in the country used to be a man. Now it's a woman right? because they trans whatever they it's, did. There's something now. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, you're leading into something that I wanted to read under point nine. Society is attacking masculinity for a reason. Okay, notice the big push was first to remove traditional gender roles. Ah, well, you know, men can do what they want to do and women can do what they want to do and we shouldn't, we shouldn't define these roles. But it didn't stop there. Then it was to claim that the best masculine traits are now toxic. Don't forget the APA in DSM-6 determined that toxic traits of masculinity are aggression, competitiveness, stoicism, which are awesome. Those are amazing things that help you do what you're supposed to be doing. But now they've determined those are toxic. And then finally, now the push is to remove the biological connection of gender in order to further separate men from the way God created them to be, while encouraging people to embrace generalizations and stereotypes about what it means to be a man or a woman. Do you notice the process here? Get rid of the roles and then tell men, well... Yeah. What defines you as a man is actually toxic. You shouldn't be that way. And then move this. Well, just be a woman instead. It's so simple. Yeah. I mean, and I think, again, did you do point eight? I mean, we've we've thrown that. You kind throughout. of threw, threw it in. Because yeah, I just think throughout. more and more and more, this is why we need men. And if you look at the past revolutions, especially America's revolution, Women were involved, but it was the men out there with their rifles that were hanging above their, right. chim you know, their chimney mantles that went out and fought these wars. It was men that were on the front lines. Now, women were deeply involved as far as giving counsel and wisdom. And yes, I'm sure some women had to take up arms too and fight those British that were on their, you know, doorstep and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That is not without saying, yes, they're just as much in defense, and I'm afraid more of a mother who's in defense of her children than any dude any day. Have you seen women, right. like, get, like, the mama bear? You know, hey, that's real stuff, right? But it should never have to get to the point where the woman is doing it. It should always be us at the forefront, mm -hmm. that they can protect the children in a different way, that it's up to us to be those battle shields, right, so that our women can thrive mm -hmm. and do what they need to do, right? And it's so crazy how the, the left and the whole crazy you know feminist movement want it both ways right they don't want us to be involved in their lives but yet what they want to do is make sure that we're defending them too for that right they want it both ways and you can't have that either way it works either way it works we have to do what we do as men because it's biblical mm -hmm. the bottom line is if you don't know what a man should do go read the bible it'll tell you exactly what a man is supposed to be what he's supposed to do why he's called to do it and there's hope. There are some men who are watching saying, you know, I just, gosh, I wish I had that call to like, I, I, I don't feel that pull. I don't, there is hope for this, right? 
for I, the men. And, well, and I think that hope is found. Uh, there's several areas. Hope is found in the discipline of it. I don't want to, you and I do not want to do this, right? When, no. when, when brass tacks, you and I would much rather sit out on the deck, hang out, relax. We'd oh, rather just go home, spend time with our family, no. do what we need to do. My flesh, we talked about this yesterday. My flesh says, let's go start a business. Both of us said manual it in labor the office. and let's yeah. kick butt because we manual labor is not a common thing these days. They want to make it easier. We'll go out and do the hard stuff and make a ton of cash. That's right. easy for me. I love to work, right? But then there's this thing in you that says, no, I didn't call you to that, right? I didn't call you to these things. I didn't call you to do that. I called you to go minister the gospel. I called you to go do this. Now, you can do that at your work and your business and stuff like that, but we have a different mandate. Our mandate is this, to go do what we're called to do now in this society, in this mm -hmm. culture, go fight the war uh, that's on this front. And I, I think if you look scripturally, and I want to get to Deb's combat, comment in yep, a second. Yep. Um, if you look scripturally, look at all the examples of faith and you find masculine men. Truth. If you look at Moses, you look at Abraham, Joshua and Caleb, you look at Christ of all people. We we picture Christ like, hey, I love you. Good? Yeah. Good. yeah. Can you imagine? Saying hi to everyone. Hey. Can you imagine well, effeminate little tiny did. guy surrounded by Pharisees and people who don't want him saying what he's saying and him going, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just No. He stands tall. He stands firm. He owns the ground he walks on. And he looks right at the Pharisees and he goes, you whitewashed tombs. That's exactly it. That's a man. When you look at, when you even look at Gideon in Judges 6, he's sitting here hiding behind a wine press. And I'll read this. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah and uh, belonged to Joash the Abizrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, he says, but if the Lord is with us, why has this all happened to us? Like, isn't that a typical, like, I'm sorry, effeminate type of response? Yeah. It's like, well, if he's with me, why is all the bad stuff happening? That's what the world asks. If he was truly God, why is all this why stuff happening? Suffering? Right. But listen to what he says. Where are all of his wonders and our ancestors that our ancestors told us about? Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, go in strength. You have to save Israel out of the, out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? So he's afraid. He's like, I'm hiding behind a wine press, keeping my stuff from the Midianites. And he's saying, dude, I'm sending you. Do you notice the title God uses for him in that moment yep. too? He doesn't say you will be a warrior. Nope. You, you will are. be a conqueror. You are a warrior. But guess what? That has to get proven in the battle. And then he says this. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. And then he says this. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. We have a lot of altars in this country that need to be stricken down by the power of God. We have a job to do. And if you're the one saying, but wh what can I do? I'm the weakest one. Yes, that's exactly who he's calling. You man who say, I'm only one man. Let it be one man. Mm -hmm. Let it be one. The, an entire chapter was written about Gideon who said yes to God. Moses said the same thing. Who am I, Lord? I'm just this guy protecting sheep out here. He's like, no, I'm going to use you to go deliver the, 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 the uh, Israelites from Egypt. Paul, 
you know what? I'm going to make you blind. This dude, Ananias, is going to come preach to you. I'm going to tell him, he told Ananias, I'm going to show him the things he must suffer for my namesake, and he's going to go change the world. And one dude wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, established churches all over the regions of Judea and, and, and Samaria, went to the Gentiles and preached the gospel. One man. That's why masculinity is so important. You get up. You do it. I think, and to the women, let's put up Deb's comment too, because I think this is really important. If you notice the Lord speaks into people, you're going to go do this. Go do this. It's a, a, a system of faith in them. God is faithful in them, especially Gideon, mighty warrior, right? Look at her comment. Women need to back off and also encourage men to take the lead. Too many jump in. She is absolutely right. Women, you want to know how you do this? Show your man respect and speak into Bingo. him encouragement 100%. of where he should go. We as men... Man, we light up if our wife shows faith in us. If if our wife tells us, you can do this. I believe in you. You really should. Man, you, you're ready to go conquer the world. It's when the wife says, I, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you? You're not doing this well enough. Why, why aren't you doing 100%. this? You're, you're, you're failing. 100%. What does that do in him? And, and before the woman comes out and says, yeah, well, your egos are just really weak. Maybe because you've been tearing it down for years. How much have you built it up? How much has society built it up? Maybe it's time to build him up. Bingo. And if he's not doing what you want him to do, first determine, is what you want him to do actually what he should be doing? Bingo. And if so then you need to speak into him just like the Lord spoke into Moses, the Lord spoke into Gideon, the Lord spoke into Paul. And notice Moses, Gideon, like, oh, I can't do it, I can't, I can't. God's like, just go, I'll give you what you need. You can do this. And I think we do such a service to men when- They're respected and encouraged. When they're respected. Yeah. And, and now a lot of this podcast may seem harsh, but we have to make it clear to you, this is the situation we're dealing with. The reason I'm even so passionate about this is because I know how many men are out there that they are just itching inside to be something. Bingo. They just want to step out and do something. And this is especially for the young man. Bingo. It is time to step up. I have full faith in you because men over the whole course of humanity have been stepping up and stepping out to defend liberty. It's funny too. 50 years ago, this what we're talking about was commonplace. It was what can we do? not you should be doing it was what can we do what else can we do i just read something that in the 40s men committed suicide because they couldn't go to war yep that they were 4f you know for causes whatever yep. health yep. issues and they would they'd commit suicide because they couldn't go and and it's weird now that i was watching this documentary by matt walsh this whole what is a woman's free on twitter actually for another 10 hours 12 hours but i just watched it this morning i'd never seen it i was like the, the men he was interviewing, it was like, if, if, if an attack happened in your city, you'd be the first one hiding, son. You would be. Right. Because the effeminacy and the things they're thinking about, the flesh weakens the man. It always does. That's why Solomon fell, I believe, because of I, all the concubines and the wives. I agree. That lust and stuff will kill you as a man. It, if you're going after it. It brought David down. It did. And so kingdoms are uh, uh, Samson. Yeah, brought like, Samson down. And it's not about the sex stuff or the woman stuff. It's about lust. If you continue to give yourself to lusts, carnal desires, 
it will destroy you as a man. And we've talked about this before. Look at David. David was supposed to be out at the battlefield. A battle was raging on. War was raging on. David was comfortable in his palace walking around bored. Man, your flesh will take so much Boy. territory in your life if you are just sitting around bored. Yeah. That's why when, when especially young men, when we're mentoring them, we're telling them, get to work. Go out and do something. Yeah. Get yourself disciplined. Well, I just, I don't yeah, want. Yeah, that's hard. When you're sitting on the couch, <laughs> yep. that is the perfect moment for your flesh to take over. You have to be active against this stuff. Um, and I have a quote in here. Either we will get our scars fighting Satan in the, let me, because I stumbled. <laughs> I'm going to try again. It's okay. It's okay. Either we will get our scars fighting Satan in the arena or we'll be forced to our knees with a whimper. Oh, God. So either you're going to take your scars fighting or you're going to be on your knees whimpering. Wow. Choose. And I... Wow. That, wow. We're... What what some of you and I know Deb is on here. Deb Van Dyke, an amazing warrior for the Lord. Her and her husband Absolutely. are amazing people. Jim, obviously, you guys are fighting, but we can only do what we can do. Mm -hmm. You can only do what you can do. This is why the body is so important. Men, women. That's why sharing these videos are so important because maybe they'll hear it from us, not another person that says it. We don't want to attack men. That's not our job. Our job is to empower them because I was empowered and I still am empowered. There's nothing like getting a note from your wife saying you're the best, right? Dude, it just pushes you. It elevates your, your, your mentality. It's like, dang. And, and in my mind, I'm like, I still have a lot to go though. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, we, I see it too, but we, like, we, we need to encourage you, you know? And we tear ourselves down. It, All the time. It, we're so quick to tear ourselves down. Not just he and I, men in general. Yep. And, and bro, there's, there's nothing that lifts you. Like when your wife looks at you and goes, I know you'll do it. I know you can do this. I, I can't wait to see you do it. You need yep. to go do this, Amen. right? When there's a risk involved in something and my wife looks at me and says, no, you need to go out and do this. Whew, thank you. I just want to recognize there was a dude from Jupiter Donut that yeah, came dude. on board. No, That's Trin, awesome. Trin, the, the guy we met the other day when we went to Jupiter Donuts, we told him about the podcast. He was on YouTube. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He I don't commented. know if he's still there or not. He Tron, if you're still there, sweet. Uh, we love you, bro. I'm so That's glad you awesome. tuned in. That was cool. It's like, yeah, man, that's sweet. So <laughs> Trent says, so, yo, all right. So I think, I think we can round this out. The, the whole premise of this, and you'll see it peppered throughout the whole thing. If you go back and watch, right. Liberty is lost because weak men don't defend it. There is a boundary between tyranny and liberty, and it is the strong, courageous man who stands in that gap and actively defends liberty at all times. As soon as we fall asleep, that's when tyranny comes over. That's when tyranny takes over everything. And so we as men need to prepare ourselves, discipline ourselves, so that we can go out and defend against and also, tyranny. There's a, there's a thing to be said here as well about men in general. You may die for this. This can't, right. this, this can't be ignored. We may die for this cause, not just liberty, but for the Lord. Accept it. This is, this is from the beginning of Christianity. 
we will be persecuted, some put to death. If the disciples went through it, they knew it could cost them their lives. But I think it's because we've resigned our lives to here in this temporal stuff that we don't think about that. And it's mm -hmm. time to start thinking eternally. Like, what's this all going to matter, y'all? Right. Are we collecting resources right now? Well, and then or are our, we protecting legacy? And all we've done is teach our kids that it's about resources and not God. Yep. What are we doing? And find that calling, find that purpose, find what God has called you. And there's only two purposes. I'm actually preaching on this tomorrow morning. There's one purpose for the Christian to know God and to make him known. That's it. That is biblical Ecclesiastes Matthew teaching to know him and to make him known. And you know what, men, women, especially too, we all have that duty, but it's time for you men to lead the way so that your families can do it and see that courage is important right now. Courage is necessary. And if you don't know what to do, and this will round it out for men, if you're like, I want to do something, but I just don't know what to do. Start asking questions of where you can get involved. Maybe it's in the government sphere. Maybe it's it's mentoring programs. Maybe it's business networking. Maybe it's your church men's group. Maybe it's time to sacrifice a couple hours and wives, you need to support it. Yeah. Sacrifice a couple hours of I'm going to go be with the brotherhood and we're going to figure out how to take actionable steps. And that's to the men's groups. You better have actionable steps for your men. Yeah. Stop just telling them, oh, be better. Yep. Love your wives more. Yep. It's time for action steps. It's time to go out and fight that war. We war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and kingdoms. But guess what? Principalities and kingdoms do their warfare that through. results in the flesh and blood. Yeah, they threw, They do it through they men. through men. And so you have to fight on that battlefield. And I think, too, remember that. He said, get behind me, Satan, not get behind me, Peter. He wasn't fighting Peter. He was fighting what Peter was submitted to. But he That's still the fight. fought it. That's right. So we have to fight that same spirit. Mm -hmm. And what was Peter trying to do? Take, Stop Christ. Take, take Christ off his cross. Yep. Our cross needs to be in front of us all the time. So we know to die to ourselves and live for Jesus. That fight was the whole fight. purpose of that. Yep. You know? All right. I hope you guys got out something out of this. And I hope right. Carrie got her promo video. <laughs> well, I'm the one who has to build it anyways. <laughs> It's like she's like, give me my promo video. I'm tired. She runs this. She runs this whole thing. I'm just like, I'm over here just doing a podcast. She's all like, man, shut liberty. up. We gotta she's, fight for liberty. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, man, shut up. Yeah, you're talking too go, much. Shut up. Go sit behind DaVinci Resolve for the next three hours. Give me what I want. That's right. Yeah. Well, tell me I can do it. So <laughs> tell me, tell me I'm good enough. Tell me I'm good. All right. We love all of you guys. We thank you so much. Do not forget to like, subscribe, comment, do all the things. Go get yourself some merch. We're both wearing t-shirts today. Man, it's great merch. All right. We love you guys. Everybody's wearing a t-shirt today. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyways, love you guys. We will see you Monday morning, 10 o'clock. All right. Have a great weekend. Bye. Peace. Love y'all.